0: Money FM 89.3, best of the evening runway. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3, good afternoon. It is the evening runway. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for Culture Club. Now, when it comes to buying a new home, it's all about location, location, location. But with the world ship, it's a different proposition altogether. You could pretty much live everywhere. So if you want to live on board the world's only private residential ship, here's your chance. Occupancy is high. Apartments rarely come up. But if you've always been interested in, say, life at sea, now's your chance. Several spaces have hit the market. In fact, since launching in 2002, the world has traveled around the globe's vast oceans. It's called at over 1,000 ports, 120 countries, each of which select. By a resident committee and the captain, and of course, eventually decided by vote. So I'm quite interested in this. And we're gonna find out more about it in the studio. With us is Craig Bowen, who is ambassador for the world. Craig, good afternoon. How are you? Fantastic, Elliot. Thanks very much for having me. This is amazing. So it's the only privately owned residential yacht on Earth. It's like a 21st
1: century Titanic. Tell us a little bit more about the world residents at sea. What's this all about? Concept that started, as you just said, back in 2002 and interestingly evolved beautifully over the last 20 odd years. And yeah. at the end of the day, it was trying to provide uh, an opportunity for people who are already pretty well traveled, possibly own other you know, homes around the world to add something to their leisure and lifestyle portfolio where they can, if you want to think of it this way, take their home with them. And, and, you know, it's not always their home. I mean, it's, it's more, you know, another holiday home, but it just gives them the opportunity to travel the globe in a way that just isn't available in any other form of leisure travel.
0: So it's possible to, say, live on board the world for, say, three months out of a year, something like that?
1: Once you're a resident, it's totally up to you as to how you want to use it and and how long you want to spend on board. You get to find out the journey or the itinerary, we call the journey, two to three years in advance. And you basically can look at the different areas of the world or the globe and say, look, you know, I'd love to be on board for those three months. It's a part of the world I haven't been to or that's a part I have been to, so I'll do something else in in those times. But if somebody just literally wants to get on board and spend the year on board, they're absolutely able to. It's their residence. It's their ship. Wow. Okay. This is no
0: longer an interview. This is a personal inquiry because I'm so <laughs> curious. So, so, I mean, what's the business model like? How can I become a client?
1: Yeah, it's a really unique and absolutely unique business model. And that is that the residents, the people who own the apartments, yeah. actually own the ship. Okay. So there's no third party. There's no middleman. There's no developer. Right. The residents physically own their, their own ship. And so that makes a, a very interesting business model, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. also makes a business model that's almost impossible to replicate. Okay. And so you physically become a shareholder in the ship, you buy your apartment, the apartments vary in size considerably, and you find the one that works best for your lifestyle, and you come on board and enjoy whichever parts of it you know you want to, whichever parts of the journey that really will, you know do something for you.
0: If I'm a shareholder of a ship, I assume there comes with it some responsibility, ensuring, like I don't know, being part of a committee, ensuring there's maintenance, things like that?
1: There are committees. Okay, um, you can be a part of them, or you don't have to be a part of them. Ah. Currently, there's 145 families or owners. Okay, I know some of them personally who have never been to a meeting in 10 years, <laughs> and I know others who. One of them currently is the chairman of the board. So, okay. and everything in between. But you can be as involved as you want to. The most important thing is that you know we've got 145 very successful people that are residents on board the ship. Mm. And so there's a lot of expertise commercially and leisure expertise that can be put forward on the table. And so I think it's the involvement of the residents um, and, you know, they're getting what they want. They're going to places that they want. How that actually works, there are systems you've got to be able to control it. Of course. So, you know, the itinerary planning committee, for example, it puts together the suggested itineraries and the owners vote on it. And eventually, three years out, they learn what the next year is going to be. We're currently working on 2026 at the moment. Wow. So it really is almost like living in a condo but out at sea because
0: there are these little responsibilities that go along with it. I'm curious, Craig, when it comes to the residents, is it all about if I can afford this apartment and if the apartment opens up? Or do you
1: guys look at, I don't know, matching like-minded residents? We don't specifically look for matching like-minded residences. However, pricing, we genuinely feel is the lesser consideration. Mm. Mm -hmm. You're either financially capable or not. It's more a matter of where it fits in your life at the the moment, okay. because you know, time. It, there's no point in you know just. Buying a condominium or yeah. a, a residence on board the world, if your life isn't in the right position for you to you and your family to be able to enjoy it and yeah. maximize it. So when you think that the return on investment is actually in lifestyle, right. then it's really important to make sure that you're at the right time in your life mm-hmm. to do that. Now that's shifted enormously. You know, our buyers now can operate businesses from the ship. I mean, you know, the recent pandemic it taught us all about you know different ways to communicate. Yeah. And so we've seen a, a shift in demographic to a younger buyer over the cool. last few years. These people that have run businesses, they can do it from the ship, they can come and go between their various responsibilities as they like. So it's just working really well.
0: It's a whole new take on work-life balance, you know, you get to see different environments. Wow, this is amazing. I'm shy to ask this question, no. but
1: let's talk about, I don't know, apartment size or, or, or price. What What is the the range we're looking it's, at? There's quite a range and, okay. and it, it starts from what we call a studio. Okay, uh, They're around 33 square meters, right up to uh, 300 square meter, three bedroom penthouses oh, okay. and a number of opportunities. Opportunities in between. By far, the majority of the inventory are two-bedroom units, mm. somewhere around 100 to 130 square meters. Okay. So quite residential in size, and dramatically different to any other sort of, you know, travel at sea.
0: What's a studio cost on average? Look,
1: I can only just explain that the range in price is between okay. about two to 15 million okay, fair with, with U.S. and with the majority of the activity in around the five to six million U.S. Fair enough. But I'd just like to go back on the point that price isn't the important thing. Yeah. It's very much yeah. about
0: where it fits for you. When you're looking at that and when you're in that particular bracket, the price becomes a secondary thing. It's more about, as you mentioned, how it fits in your lifestyle. Yeah. I do wonder, any Singaporeans part of the clientele? Look, confidentiality means we that we can't actually <laughs> we can't actually detail okay. it. All I okay. can,
1: I'd love to tell you, though, that we've got owners from 19 countries wow. on board. So it's very multicultural. It's very international. There's no dominating anything on board. At the end of the day, it's a community of, of like-minded people who mm. have been very successful, mm-hmm. but they want to have a great time. And, you know, that's led to some really dramatic changes in the way we're delivering itineraries at the moment. A lot more adventure travel is involved. And so, you know, that's that's really the summary of that. You mentioned early on there are families
0: that live on board. I'm imagining kids growing up in this environment. Have you personally seen that and uh, any opinion on, on how it impacts a child's developing years?
1: Look, that's a very minor part of the, of the equation in that this is not anybody's permanent home yeah and so but you therefore get exposed for so many cultures absolutely. It must be quite nice it's, it's an amazing yeah. part of the journey and in fact one of the residents talked to me some years ago to help me understand how important the involvement of family yeah. is yeah. In, a, in a situation yeah. like this I and mean, when we've we've seen some trends to what we call multi-generational travel generally in in on the globe at the moment but the world creates an unbelievably safe and secure platform for wealthy people to be able to involve their families yeah. Um, yeah. in travel and the kids and the grandkids Um, as they come through the cycle. So, look, it's it's a wonderful. It's like the university of the world. Yes, yes. That's
0: a great description. And and I I love this idea of being exposed to so many cultures. And I can only imagine what a worldly experience it would be for any kid. Craig, let's talk a little bit about you. You've represented the ship for over five years. You've introduced many families to the residential concept and life at sea. Previously, you were the managing director of Cruise Traveller Australia, specialist in small ship and expedition sailing for over 20 years. You sold the company back, uh, or this year in fact, You've spent a
1: lot of time at sea. <laughs> I have had the privilege of spending a lot of time at sea and just to, to correct one little thing there sure. during that whole 20 years that I was involved with cruise traveler I've also represented the world through that whole journey. Right. So I've so actually, you've seen the evolution. I've seen the evolution of the of the product all the way since 2003 so just 1 year after it was launched. And that's been fantastic because I've I've actually watched the product grow yeah. with the changing market. Yeah. It is changing as I mentioned earlier our, our ownerships reducing in age the style of things that people are wanting to do it, has really changed. You know, we've got a huge focus on what we call expedition travel now. Okay. And so we're going to really remote places that the ship can go. It's fully ice rated. It's been to Antarctica. It's been to the Arctic, the Northwest Passage, all sorts of amazing places. And that's just definitely a focus of the residents now is to introduce this more like slow style of travel, immersion in the actual culture or Mm. the nature or whatever it is that the attributes of that particular destination are. That's the focus. And look, we still mix in with it great iconic cities. I mean, the ship's coming to Singapore yep, next year, yep. which we're really excited about because uh, the pandemic held us off from coming to Asia for or held us off from going to a lot of places, but including Singapore for the last few years. I think it's four or five years since the ship's been in Singapore. So yep. we're very excited uh, for her to come back. A great example of the, the way the itineraries work on the world. She's here for four days. Okay. From my hotel room this morning, I watched, uh, sorry, last <laughs> night, I watched a ship come and go into Singapore in a few hours. Wow. And I thought, this is an amazing city. Why is the ship doing this? And, and I'm not trying draw any comparison to a cruise ship it's because there isn't any mm. it's just that the world makes a point of spending the an appropriate amount yeah. of time in a port yeah. so that the residents can actually learn about that place experience that place not even necessarily only spend time there they might get off in singapore and do something interesting in you know the hinterland or in sure. malaysia or somewhere sure. and rejoin the sh- ship yeah. somewhere else it's so flexible because it's your ship you yeah. can do what you like
0: You would think that at the start of all of this, and it's been around for a while, right, that it's it's really just living that leisure holiday lifestyle. But post-COVID, it is the way to live life because you can work, you can, you know, birth at a different country. It helps if your company's global. It really, it's so fruitful.
1: Absolutely. And, and it just as simply as I think the pandemic taught a lot of us yeah. that there is a little bit more to life. And, and you know, there's been a big focus on, on this type of travel is very important mm. to someone's life now. Yeah.
0: I want to get your thoughts on this or, or your opinion. What do you think all of this means for the future of luxury lifestyles?
1: Well, luxury lifestyles is at the forefront, as I just touched on, because of the, I think specifically because of the pandemic. But before the pandemic, we were seeing a growth in, you know, boutique hotels in remote and exotic places. You know, there's been so many travel trends that are starting to indicate that, you know, that that style of travel has a huge future. And it's it's happening more and more and more. I mean, we used to operate... One expedition every two years on board the world. We're now operating at least three every year. And that's because that's where the, you know, the trend is going. And I think it's going to get more and more like that. Slow it down, learn more yeah. about it, immerse yourself in the destinations, get to know the locals and you know, really maximize the experience.
0: Yeah, immerse. That's really the word that I'm taking away from this. Craig, any future plans for the world? I know you said you were already planning 2026. Wow
1: yeah well look the, 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 the <laughs> trying to find new places is always hard, yeah, is, is yeah, always yeah. the challenge yeah. however um, you know 21 years later or 22 years later the world has never replicated an itinerary from one year to the next it revisits the iconic cities okay. because it because the uh, residents want to they want yeah. to go back to New York they've got friends there they want to go to Singapore they've got friends there yeah. but it's a matter of how you string it together and, yeah. and look cruise ships go around the world three times in a year the world takes about three and a half years to go around the world. Mm. To go around the globe, and so I think that's sort of almost you know an example of the style of, of slow, yeah. relaxing, immersive travel that you know is is happening.
0: And I would assume there would be like experts on on the world, like doctors and things like that. Just your basic stuff.
1: Yeah, great question. Because there's there's what we call experts in the day to day activities, okay. such as medical care. Yes, yeah. there's a doctor. Yes, there's a nurse. There's the absolute best medical equipment that is possible on a ship. It's backed up with a with some you know some other healthcare opportunities to mm-hmm. to maximise the level of care. Like they're the they're the um, onboard things, or that's an example of an onboard thing, but it's when we go to these remote and exotic destinations that you really get the expertise. So we bring them in. So okay. because an Antarctic expert's not going yeah. to be any good yeah. in Papua New Guinea or <laughs> or whatever the example yeah. might be. And so we'll bring on twenty five to thirty experts in all sorts of areas to do with that destination to maximize that experience there. But then back to being on board. Mm. Yeah, we've got experts in wine, we've got experts in food, oh, we've got experts yeah. in travel concierge services so that when, when somebody's coming towards a port, concierge knows what you love. They, they'll they know that Elliot and his family really love whatever it is, golf <laughs> or music or food or art or Sounds whatever. Right. <laughs> Snapshot. Snapshot. Um, and, and then they will actually be suggesting things that will fit oh. those things that you love in life. Yeah. And then not only just generic things, not touristy things, but really special things, getting you into the city seats for a, a theater show that okay. you just can't buy okay. into a restaurant that you just can't get a booking at. Wow. And we've got a whole team of people on board to bring all of that alive for these residents. And so, you know, th- these are things that don't come with other forms of travel. Yeah. And look, the, the comp- one of the comparisons that sometimes comes up in talking to people about uh, investing in the world is uh, what about buying a luxury yacht yeah. instead of the yeah. world? Yeah. Um, they both go to sea. Yeah. The reality is that for the type of investment that we're talking about on board the world, it's not actually buying you a whole lot of yacht. And if you are getting a yacht that could do what the world does, yeah. it's not a yacht. It's yeah. a mega yacht. It's yeah. it's hundreds of millions of dollars, and it's something that is just not in the normal equation. And when it comes to – it's not just, again, about money. It's about yeah. when you've got your own yacht, who delivers all of this expertise that the, the 285 yes. crew on board the world and the 40 team members in head office in Fort Lauderdale – that are there to support your experience. You don't have that with a private yacht. So look, the private yachts are sensational. They tend to be fairly limited to the destinations until they get really big, but they tend to be med-based or whatever. Whereas, or maybe the Caribbean, but with the world, you see your itinerary and you can go to all of these places and choose and pick whenever you want to get on and off it. And it's just a whole nother level. Again, not being in any way negative about private yacht ownership, I'm sure it's sensational. It's just- It's another way of life. It's another level. This is another level.
0: Brilliant. Craig- very quick personal question. You've been the ambassador for the world. Your most memorable destination you've visited? <laughs>
1: Look, oh, I, <laughs> too <I've>, many. <laughs> it, it's a really hard question. I've just visited so many, so many destinations. I, I just, interestingly, one of the experiences that we're obviously short on time now, um, that I'd just like to share with you, it's not mine, but it comes personally from one of my residents on board the ship. A few years ago, just pre-COVID, the ship was traveling on the Indian Ocean and the captain in very calm seas stopped the ship right on the top of the equator with half of the ship in the Northern Hemisphere and half of the ship in the Southern Hemisphere and provided a captain-led swim around the ship so that you actually swam over the equator in two directions within an hour. And like that mightn't sound very much until you really think about it. They're experiences that you just can't get unless you're on, you know, involved in something like the world, wow, and man. the world's the only one.
0: That blows my mind. This is now my personal ambition. Craig Bowen, Ambassador for the World in the Studio, with me. Thank you
1: so much for your time today. Thanks very much for your time, Elliot. I appreciate it.
0: To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.